Hello, doctors. I'm your host, Chip Fitchner, the co-founder of Large Practice Sales, and you're listening to Practice Partnership, Monetizing Your Dental Practice. In our podcast, our goal is to help educate doctors to understand what's coming in the rapidly accelerating dental consolidation occurring across the country for practices of all specialties and GPs. In this episode, I want to talk to you about how to choose the right invisible DSO partner for your practice, because today there are hundreds of IDSOs operating across the country, and some are better than others, and many are not qualified to be partners with our clients. In a process advised by LPS, our clients will have 6 to 12 qualified bidders to choose from, empowering doctors to choose the partner that's best for them with the same vision, values, and culture, and achieving maximum value for their practice. Let's get into my conversation with producer Gabe. Chip, can you talk about why it's a bad idea for doctors to DIY an IDSO partnership? Why is it always worth it to hire a dedicated advisor? Doctors functionally have two choices in executing an invisible DSO partnership. They can use a professional advisor or they can do it yourself. Now, if uh, if you're not an endodontist, I'm sure you probably would not do your own root canal. And I'm not sure many endodontists would do their own root canal either. So we believe that doctors are better served by having a professional non-conflicted advisor to help them go through the process of not only meeting with or interviewing six or 10 prospective partners, but more importantly, uh, choosing an advisor who is only paid by the doctor, not by the doctor and the buyer. Because when the advisors are paid by both, obviously they have a conflict of interest. Uh, Our interest is solely in getting our doctors the highest value with the right invisible DSO partner. Now, certainly there are plenty of little advisors out there who may charge what is perceived as a lower fee than what large practice sales charges. But in reality, because that advisor is getting paid by both the doctor and the buyer, the net fee that the doctor ends up paying, whether it's by a purchase price reduction or a lower initial value, uh, ends up being higher than ours because uh, we're able to attract Uh, all of the bidders, not just the bidders, which will pay the advisor a fee. And so our doctors will typically achieve far higher initial values with better partners uh, than those advised by the little guys. And I I say little guys because we are the largest advisor in this business by a factor of about three to one. We completed over $612 million in transactions, all of them IDSO partnerships in 22. And of that, interestingly, uh, $102 million of those transactions were for doctors in their 30s. There is a surprising shift where the invisible DSOs are very eager to partner with younger doctors because younger doctors may have a 10, 20, or 30-year time horizon, whereas the doctors with a six in front of their age may have a very short time horizon. So today, the younger the doctor is, the more valuable they are in the invisible DSO world. Mm Mm-hmm. So what other factors are important when choosing the right IDSO partner? Choosing the right invisible DSO partner is one of the most important decisions that a doctor will make in his career. Some of them can make your life miserable if you choose poorly, and others can make you exceptionally wealthy if you choose wisely. And there are a number of different elements to consider when 
choosing an invisible DSO partner. Now, they will range from what is the right cultural fit to what is the initial value, what is the amount of cash up front, or what is the amount of equity that will be available to the doctor to see grow over the years. Some doctors may say, hi, I'm interested in doing exactly what I'm doing today for the next 10 years and then retire. And other doctors may say, hey, I am eager to grow, to build new offices, to grow my existing office. And understanding what your goals are is absolutely critical to selecting the right invisible DSO partner. And then you get into structural elements. Each of these transactions is customized to fit the doctor's needs, goals, and desires. And understanding the elements which can be customized to fit the doctor's needs uh, is an important piece of structuring a transaction. And then, of course, you have what's the operational future with your invisible DSO? What things will they be able to support you with? What things will they always require you to do or not do? And what benefits can they bring to your practice, whether it's recruiting or lower purchasing costs or higher reimbursement rates? And ultimately, you're very concerned about what is going to happen to me long term. What's the ultimate value of that ownership piece that I retain? And so understanding the financial sponsor or backer of the invisible DSO that you're choosing is absolutely critical. And so there are a lot of questions that you have to ask and you have to understand to choose the right invisible DSO partner. You mentioned earlier that unlike a lot of other advisors, LPS doesn't have a conflict of interest when finding the right partners for doctors. Can you expand on why that's important? The key differences in advisors is how they are compensated. We're of the belief that an advisor should represent doctors and doctors only and not be paid by buyers. It creates a conflict of interest for advisors when they're getting paid on both sides of a transaction. That's pretty logical, really. But what it enables us to do is to make sure our clients are shown uh, to multiple bidders, sometimes 6, 10, 12, even 18 recently, and when you can have more bidders, you're going to have more opportunities to choose the right partner, and you're potentially going to achieve a much higher value than less bidders. The other guys are unable to create the type of bidder lists that uh, we do. Why are multiple bidders so critical for maximizing a doctor's practice valuation? A quick story about an orthodontist in Florida who we had done his numbers. We had a pretty good idea of the value of his practice, but he had decided that he had a particular invisible DSO that he wanted to do a transaction with because his buddies had had joined that group and he had met the CEO and drank bourbon with the guy. And so he was uh, considering uh, this particular group. He was not our client and called me up and said, hey, Chip, I need a favor. Uh, I'm thinking about going with this particular group. And I was just curious what you thought about them. So I said, but before you tell me who it is and what the bid number is, tell me how many bidders you had. Because this was a large orthodontic practice in Florida, and in our view, would have had 10 or 12 qualified bidders to drive up the value. And he said, well, we only had one bidder. I really like these guys. And I said, well, I'll get you at least $5 million more. He said, how can you say that? You know what the number is? I said, it doesn't matter. If you had the right number of bidders, your practice is easily worth $5 million more than some price that you have negotiated by yourself. Remember, you straighten teeth. You don't do deals. And he said... Well, so you'll get me $5 million more net of your fee, or I can pay you nothing? And I'm like, yep, absolutely. I said, okay, I'll put that in writing and send it to you. I said, okay, now tell me who's the bidder and what's the number? 
And he said, well, the bidder is XYZ, uh, Invisible DSO, and they've offered me $19 million. And I said, oh, okay. I changed my mind. He said, ah, you're backpedaling. I said, no, I'm going to change my guarantee to $10 million just because this is going to be fun. He said, you'll guarantee me you'll get me at least $29 million net of your fee, or you'll complete the whole transaction for me and charge me nothing. I was like, yes. So he signed up. We agreed to get him at least $29 million net of our fee. We had 11 bidders, and lo and behold, the high bidder was $43.5 million. The initial bidder who bid 19, I called up their CEO, and he said, okay, okay, you got me. We'll pay $30 million. So in one phone call, his bid went from 19 to 30. He didn't even get to come to dinner. The high bidder was 43.5, and we did a transaction for him at $42.5 million, getting him $23.5 million more than he was about to take. So it pays to have multiple bidders. And frankly, he ended up with a better partner. Yeah, that's quite a story. Now, besides having multiple bidders, what else can doctors do to achieve maximum practice value? And what's in their control versus out of their control? Achieving the highest values uh, for a dental practice, some things you have control over and some things you do not. Certainly, uh, your operating profitability uh, is key to achieving the highest value. Uh, and so you should keep an eye on costs. You should keep an eye on the number of employees you have and attempt to uh, increase your operating margins, which is difficult in today's inflationary environment, especially if you take insurance and your reimbursement rates have not gone up while your costs, especially for labor, certainly have increased dramatically in the last two years. So maintaining profitability and growing profitability uh, are very important to the values of a practice. Another thing that's critical today is growth rate. Uh, if you have a declining practice, it is far more difficult to generate six to 10 bidders for your practice, whereas a practice that's growing or growing rapidly is going to have more bidders than one that is not. One of the metrics that uh, groups are looking at today uh, is team turnover, uh, team turnover, uh, is an important number to look at both for you and for them because they see a stable team as something that's very valuable in today's difficult recruiting environment. Uh, today, the interest in practices in, we'll call them outlying states, has increased dramatically. There are many groups that were regionally focused and were particularly hard hit by the COVID fiasco. Um, today, those groups are trying to diversify out of their existing geography and therefore, some of the groups, for instance, that only operated west of the Rockies today are eager to come east so that they can diversify their practice base. That's been an important element for value for practices in states like Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, the Dakotas, uh, and other states that were less desirable pre-COVID. Another thing in which you have no control over is certainly the political and tax climate. And I can tell you that practices in California are a little more challenging to get super high values for than practices in low-tax states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee. But the good news is uh, there are groups looking for great practices in all 50 states, including high-tax states of California, Minnesota, New York, etc. So you can't control your geography but the good news is for those of you who are not in, we'll call them the hot states, uh, your value has gone up since COVID. We all know the old adage, buyer beware, but in your business, it's flipped into seller beware. What are some important questions for doctors to ask themselves when considering potential advisors? 
one of the things when choosing other advisors that you need to be sure and look at is have they actually completed transactions like yours recently? There are many advisors that are entering this business who are hanging their hat on their experience in veterinary or industrial or other transactions. And it's key for you to understand, okay, how many dental practice transactions have you completed with invisible DSOs in the last year? And how many of those transactions were for practices like mine or of my specialty or in my region? And fortunately, we've completed hundreds of transactions across the country for doctors of all specialties and GP. And therefore, we have a pretty good track record of understanding who the best opportunities are for our clients. Many of the new and smaller groups do not have that breadth of historical knowledge to help them choose wisely. I'm sure there are a few folks out there wondering, what is the typical timeline for completing an IDSO partnership? How long are we talking? Understanding uh, how long an invisible DSO partnership process will take um, is an important element of deciding whether you want to pursue this process or not, because it will take some of your time. Fortunately, it won't cost you anything if you go through the entire process. And at the end, if you have not found a partner at a value level that you like and a partner that's the right cultural fit, you don't do a transaction and you pay us a total of nothing. However, um, it's important for doctors to understand that their time commitment in this process will typically take about six months from becoming a client to putting money in your pocket. Wrapping up, Chip, what's the next step a doctor that's listening should take if this conversation resonated with them? We encourage every doctor to go to largepracticesales.com and schedule a call with me. And in the worst case, we're going to have a discussion, and I promise that you'll learn something. Dental consolidation is accelerating. It's coming to your town if it's not there already. And whether you're interested in having an invisible DSO partner or not, I promise you we can help you understand what's going to happen when they get there if they're not already. Thanks for listening to Practice Partnership, Monetizing Your Dental Practice, a podcast from Large Practice Sales. Large Practice Sales is the largest advisor to GPs and specialists of all kinds seeking to monetize all or part of their practice. The key for doctors to maximize your practice value is choosing the right advisor and the right IDSO partner. At LPS, we guide our clients towards partnerships with IDSOs that not only reduce administrative headaches, but give you the resources to grow your practice bigger, better, faster, and more profitably. And best of all, with the right IDSO partner, you can create generational wealth. If you're interested in learning the potential value of your practice in an IDSO partnership, visit our website at largepracticesales.com or you can email us at podcast at largepracticesales.com. Follow this podcast for more tips you won't find anywhere else on how to monetize your dental practice at the maximum value. Learn from LPS, which completed over 600 million in IDSO partnerships in 2022.